here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon Ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den Podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to episode 181 of the PPC Den Podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies to make your Amazon advertising life a little bit easier and your campaigns a little bit more profitable. And when you're measuring all that profit, you're gonna need somebody like my guest today, Christian Rivera. Christian, what is up? How are you doing? How are things in uh, Florida? Everything's great, it's sunny over here. Um, just focusing on business. We, uh, we had a team retreat in India for three weeks. So um, we're not a super large team. There's like 24, 25 of us right now. A lot of people in India, we have about 17 people in India right now. So it was uh, a lot of people, a lot of personalities, a lot of culture clash. But now we're back uh, here in the States catching up on work. So um, yeah, everything's great. Indian food, some of the best food in the world. Uh, what was your favorite thing that you ate over there? So there's a dish there called lalmas um, and super delicious. First of all, very, very spicy food there in India. Um, my girlfriend actually doesn't like spicy food at all. So she had a tough time finding yeah. food that she liked out there. She ate a lot of pizza and French fries and stuff because <laughs> it's vegetarian in a lot of places. But um, lalmas is a, a lamb-based dish and it's kind of like a curryish type of food. It's absolutely delicious. So I love Indian food. I was in heaven for three weeks eating, you know, Indian food three times a day. So it was really, really great. I just got very jealous uh, for sure. Uh, Indian food, some of my favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, Christian, this is actually the second episode we've recorded together. Episode 152, way back when, almost 30 episodes ago, where we basically set us up. Um, what I hope to do is basically send, uh, we're going to do a three pack of episodes at the very least. Uh, but what we did was we mapped out a three episode arc where in episode 152, we talked about, you know, basics of tax incorporation, uh, corporate setup. In this episode, we're going to be talking about reporting, like what kinds of accounting based reports should you be looking at? When should you be looking at them? And then a third episode uh, later for end of year tax planning is going to be like, is it deductible or not deductible? So we have this nice three episode arc uh, that we thought of, and I'm excited to do episode two. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's rare to have a guest on like a digital marketing show with real credentials on the wall uh, behind him. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, could you just share uh, who you are, uh, what it is that you do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Chris Rivera. I'm the founder of a firm called The E-Commerce Accountants. Name kind of says it all. Uh, we do accounting and taxes for e-commerce entrepreneurs. 
So we don't work with like big brands like Nike or companies like that. We work specifically with e-commerce entrepreneurs. Most of our clients, I'd say 60 to 70% of D to C, maybe through Shopify or WooCommerce or something like that. But a big group of our clients are marketplace sellers, you know, either through Walmart or Amazon or eBay or something like that. In terms of the credentials, uh, these are college degrees. Um, can't be a nerdy accountant without the college degrees. And uh, that's my CPA license. That's probably what I'm most proud of. Uh, spent a whole summer of my life studying and taking CPA exams, and it was a lot. Um, and then this, um, I'm not really big into awards. I'm not so much of an award guy, but this is uh, actually for sales. You know, we work with a lot of um, digital marketers, you know, people who uh, run paid traffic ads and things like that, and very recognizable. It's a two comma club award, and uh, it's kind of ironic. We get clients the same way that you know, our clients, online sellers get their customers. And, you know, that's through um, landing pages and paid traffic and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So that's a two comma club award from ClickFunnels. Is it easy to pass the CPA certification? It wasn't for me. Um, so to be a CPA, first of all, you have to go to school and get an accounting degree. You have to do 150 credits, which usually means a master's degree. Um, I did master's in tax. And then after all of that, you have to take a four part exam, um, which is very, very difficult. You know, I literally spent an entire summer studying for this test. And, uh, and then, yeah, once, once you're done with that, it's just keeping up with what's called CPE, which is basically every year I have to do continuing education on the latest developments in the accounting world. Um, and, uh, that way I'm, you know, up to date on the, on the profession, which, you know, it, in theory, it sounds really great and it's really good for me, but it sucks to do continuing education. The further I get away from college and a really structured environment of learning and classes and stuff, the more difficult it is for me to like sit through a training or sit through a classroom or however I'm doing CP and really like take it all in. So yeah, I have to imagine um, you learn a lot more just from like working with e-commerce brands on the day to day, like what's important to them? What are, what should we be doing? Uh, how do we set this up? Which sort of brings us to our topic of the day. Uh, and it's awesome that we coordinated the podcast schedule like we did. Uh, shout out to Nancy, our podcast producer and uh, guest coordinator, because what we did last week was I had Elizabeth Green, great friend, great friend of the show on and we just outlined what kinds of things an Amazon business owner or Amazon marketer should be looking at for their campaign performance on a week to week basis. So, you know, change in clicks, change in impression, change in CPC, change in a cost, those kinds of things. And as a business owner, because a lot of times when you're a business owner, you're optimizing campaigns or you're working with someone who's optimizing campaigns. So you need to check in over there. And then you're also the business owner. So then you also need to like turn around, open up a new tab and then be looking at the financial health of the company too. I'm actually pretty excited about this too, just to hear what kinds of things you're going to say. Um, cause I think it's such an interesting topic. Cause I think the question that we answered last week is like, what kind of metrics should a business owner be looking at for their campaign performance week by week? And now we get to ask the question, like as a business owner, what kinds of metrics should they be looking at on a daily, monthly basis to study sort of the accounting side, the financial health, the financial strength of their company? So 
I think this is an awesome topic. Before we get into what those are, if you had to guess uh, of all the business owners listening to this, or, or maybe just like a gut check, like how often does someone come to you and they're like, hey, I'm tracking this on a daily, weekly basis, a monthly basis, and it just like hits all of the check boxes for you. Like how important of it, how important is this topic? Like are people getting this? Do you feel like a lot of people are missing it? So it's extremely important um, for entrepreneurs to implement some sort of accounting function in their business um, because you're in business to make money and it's hard to understand whether you're making money unless you're monitoring it regularly. So usually what happens when we have someone come in and speak to us for the first time, they're doing some combination of looking at their bank account balance Mm -hmm. and maybe having a VA track some sort of rough estimate of profits. But for the most part, most entrepreneurs gauge their success on, and I don't think this is a great thing. This is just how people usually come in, um, on what their bank account says and uh, what their top line revenue number is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I know that there's a lot of refreshing the Amazon business reports or refreshing the Amazon campaign manager and just sort of like doing that, like refreshing Amazon. So are a lot of the metrics that we're going to be looking at, like in Amazon, or are we going to be stepping outside of Amazon and looking at it as, as, on a company-wide level? Uh, I think that's an interesting distinction there, too. Like, should company owners be refreshing their Amazon <laughs> business reports, uh, you know, every hour on the hour? Or is there some kind of more methodical thing that we should start to get into on a daily basis? Yeah, so in e-com, um, I always tell entrepreneurs that it's not like a service business, when you're selling products, it's typically a lower margin business. You know, you can have a super successful e-commerce entrepreneur that works on 15 to 25% margins. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fairly common. So you can look at the top line revenue number all you want, but the reality is for most e-commerce entrepreneurs, most of what you earn is not really your money. It goes to payment processing fees or to your supplier to restock inventory to, you know, to ads if you're if you're doing PPC or something like mm-hmm. that to agencies, contractors, employees, you name it. So those are a lot of places um, where your money goes. So more important than looking at your top line revenue, to, to be clear, that is important. You also have to understand what's driving that revenue, but also what's the money that you keep because that's ultimately what you want to optimize. It's not so much your sales numbers. You want to optimize your margin number on those sales. Mm-hmm. So what does that report look like that people would be looking at on a daily basis to get sort of month to date um, versus maybe previous month to date data? Like, are there ratios that were that they should be looking at? Like, what are the actual stats there? Yeah, so it depends on the business type, but to take it a step back, I recommend breaking it into two categories. So the way I like to look at it is you need data that's fast and maybe not 1000% accurate, but gives you an idea of, you know, whether you're trending this way, this way, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the ship sinking? Is Are you doing well? Are you growing, et cetera? Um, and then the other way is slow and steady, but very, very accurate. So Bookkeeping would be reconciling to bank accounts, credit cards, using a system like QuickBooks. So QuickBooks, an accounting software, very, 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 very common in the uh, entrepreneur space. You literally link up your bank account, your credit card, 
and all of your transactions flow in. You know, you do some sort of integration with your sales channels, Amazon, Shopify, whatever, wherever you're selling products. And you do deep thorough bookkeeping that reconciles directly to your bank accounts and credit cards, which is it's there or it's not, you know, but that's not enough in our opinion, because the reality is bookkeeping is so complicated and such a heavy lift that it's not really feasible to do that every single day. And most entrepreneurs, even the successful ones, don't. So you also need something that's fast and maybe not as heavy as a lift to understand what direction your business is trending in between bookkeeping reports. So typically what we recommend is that entrepreneurs focus more on a P&L focus, profit, profit and loss focus, in between financial statement periods. So what we typically recommend is using an uh, an automated tool such as a fetcher or a true profit or one of those tools that you can download or sign up for that integrates directly with your sales channels and you can get a down and dirty uh, profit number as often as you need. And the way those tools typically work is let's say 100% of your sales are from Amazon. The tool would integrate with your Amazon account, your sales would pull in. Um, there's some sort of calculation that determines, hey, what is your cost of goods sold per unit? If you sold 30 units of this SKU, what does that SKU cost you? You know, so you have to understand what your what your profit is on you know each individual transaction in order to understand kind of what direction you're trending. And then other things that could drive sales like ad spend, employee costs, you know, other types of overhead that you can factor into an automated tool. That way, you know, over the course of a month, a, a method like this may not be 100% accurate, but the more you look at the data and understand the numbers through bookkeeping reports, the more accurate you're going to be in a, a more automated tool um, like this. Awesome. So you mentioned, because uh, people love using tools that like to... Uh, automate things that maybe they were doing manually or maybe they weren't doing at all. Um, so just recapping those tools, uh, you, I, you mentioned Fetcher. What was the other one? True Profit. Right. Um, and the other one that was most common that we used to see was Order Metrics. Mm -hmm. um, but they've since, they actually closed down this month for mysterious reasons. I don't know why, okay. uh, but they were very popular in the space. But we see other tools out there. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but Fetcher is very uh, common and, and so is uh, True Profit. So what that allows a seller to do is basically, you know, they'll be able to punch in, you know, when these units are sold, these is my, this is my breakdown of costs associated with that. And it will go ahead and uh, apply those. Like, so they'll be able to see like a really neat and clean PNL that incorporates revenue associated cost, PPC cost, team cost, those kinds of things. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. The, the big takeaway though, is it's not always a hundred percent accurate. And to be honest with you, when you first start out with it, it's not going to be that accurate at all. Right. Like you really have to focus time, effort, energy into it. And the reality is it should be used as a tool in tandem with bookkeeping because bookkeeping, think of it as like a rough draft and a final draft. Rough draft, you know, you can do your best and try to focus on what's driving your sales, you know, what your overhead expenses are, yada, yada, yada. But then once you see your true bookkeeping reports, you can say, oh, you know, in my true profit app, I put that our employee costs are about $4,000 a month, when in reality, I, I paid seven last month. I forgot that we paid, you know, John, who we hired three weeks ago um, as our new employee. So things like that, that help you to focus on a daily basis, um, on, 
I'm sorry, help you to focus on a daily basis to understand, okay, I generated $2,000 in sales, but of that $2,000 in sales, what do I actually keep? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like one of those things where the distance is your friend. The more attention you pay to it and the more time you spend investing into a tool to better understand your business, the more you're going to get in terms of benefit from um, the metrics that it spits out, et cetera. So that's huge. So that mean, does that mean then that someone who's selling on Amazon, uh, you know, maybe they're selling on Amazon exclusively or maybe they're selling Amazon and Shopify. Does it mean that those people can theoretically use a tool like the ones that you mentioned on a daily basis and then on a monthly basis, we're looking at P&Ls to get our final number, getting that info, coming back, updating Fetcher or True Profit and repeating and make, making that sort of daily cadence more and more refined and then comp and then sort of punctuating it with a monthly PL. Is that generally the, the cadence? That's always what we recommend um, because one or the other doesn't work. The reality is bookkeeping alone doesn't work because it's too slow. Yeah. Um, you know, businesses can bleed cash if you don't handle with care and a month might be too long, you know, depending on what type of business you have or, you know, what drive sales or how low your return on ad spend or PPC is like, there's a lot of things that can drive sales in your business and you could bleed cash very easily. So bookkeeping in my, in my opinion is very, very slow, but you definitely necessary. It's necessary for things like taxes, yeah. you know, buying a house, you know, investors, fundraising, you name it. Like bookkeeping is extremely important but also information that's more frequent in terms of cadence is uh, very important because again, you got to kind of understand like what direction you're kind of trending. Epic. So there has to be some, so that's, that's sort of like the pros and cons of like, you can use the daily automated software and you get the benefit of having fresh freshness to it. But the con being, it's not an actual PL. Um, and you need to take the time to do the sort of the slower P&L periodically and then review that. Is there anything else to sort of consider when we think of like the trade-offs of like quick data? Because I would imagine the quickest data is going straight to Amazon looking there, but then you're missing a whole bunch of costs. Uh, so like that's the pro and con there. Anything else to just sort of flavor that conversation about um, we have all these different data sources it's, it could be sometimes difficult to like wrangle in the truth because the PL is the truth, but we have to wait for that. Yeah. So a couple of things. The first thing is my recommendation is you want someone who's completely objective third party handling things like your bookkeeping. Because when you speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they get to us, um, everything is sunshine and rainbows and daisies. And, you know, a lot of them, again, are looking at their bank account and their sales numbers not considering the loan that they just took out or their credit card bills or you know all that stuff. So you want the absolute truth on the bookkeeping side. So my recommendation is always outsource that work to someone who definitely understands what it is that you do. There's e-commerce accounting firms out there. Um, so definitely focus on one that understands e-commerce businesses specifically so you can get the true profit number, true understand the true performance of how your business is doing. In terms of on the flip side, um, my recommendation is you, you as the entrepreneur should be the one that's focused on using a tool on a daily basis that helps you to understand 
your profit numbers. And most of these tools aren't really a heavy lift. It's kind of like a, a bank account where you know when you pull down, you can kind of see your refreshed balance. Or So it's the same type of idea with a lot of these tools where it's fully automated. It's synced up, it's pure math, right? So let's say you have Facebook ads, you have PPC, you have, all that stuff is synced in this tool. Also you have sales data that is also synced into this tool. And everything else is pretty much either calculated or manually entered. If you put in that you spend $6,000 a month on employee costs, it's gonna calculate how much does that mean per day on average you're paying to your employees. So if you, if you have $3,000 in employee spend, that might mean $100 per day estimated is what you're paying to your employees. So you know that if you made $500 today, you know, right off the bat, $100 of that, you know, goes towards paying your team. So it's really important to understand things like that um, because it affects your bottom line and ultimately what you what you keep. Do you think that um, the bookkeeping person and the accountant should be from the same company or different companies? Yeah. So when you say accountant, you mean someone who does taxes or yeah. you mean someone who understands your business internally? Uh, accounting. Yeah. Someone who, who will prepare your taxes. Yeah. Cool. So I've seen it done both ways. Here's generally what we do. I'm biased. You know, I'm a tax guy. That's where I came from. And I never wanted to get into the bookkeeping right. business to be completely transparent with you. It's a very dirty business. It's a lot of work. It's underappreciated by entrepreneurs. It's super important, but for some reason, entrepreneurs still undervalue its importance. It's extremely important. But typically, what I recommend is that it's the same person because here's what happens. A lot of people will say, okay, I got a bookkeeper to do my books. I have a tax person that does my tax return. When something goes wrong, what will happen is the tax person will blame the bookkeeper, bookkeeper will blame the tax person, and it's just not a good situation. I got into the bookkeeping space because a lot of bookkeepers don't do e-commerce accounting correctly. And it boils down to two things. And no matter how many times I put this out in content, no matter how many times I describe it to clients, I, we still get it from accountants or bookkeepers or other firms that get it wrong. And it's revenue recognition and inventory accounting. I mean, revenue recognition is as simple as if you get $10,000 deposited into your account today from Amazon, that's not $10,000 in revenues. That's ten thousand. That's whatever your revenues were, less refunds, less chargebacks, less any Amazon fees, and that's a net number that ultimately gets uh, deposited into your bank account. So the issue with that is it nets to the same number, yeah, but Amazon's going to report directly to the IRS what your gross revenues were. So if you had twenty thousand dollars in gross revenues, but the net number that hit your bank account was ten thousand and your bookkeeper says you have 10,000 in sales, there's an automatic difference that if that gets put on a tax return, that $10,000, there's gonna be a mismatch with the IRS that's pretty much automated for them to catch and flag for audit. So that's definitely something you wanna handle with care. So my, my recommendation is you can do it separately, but just do it with the understanding that you have two separate companies or two separate practitioners that have a very, very important job that for the most part, that responsibility should be intertwined in my, in my opinion. So that's why we do both. We do the bookkeeping and we do the taxes because we know we're gonna get it right 
and uh, we have confidence in our work. And unfortunately, in the market, we haven't really seen that a whole lot. Yeah, that's wild. I know that I've personally experienced that where the accountant will come to me at the end of the year and be like, hey, what's going on over here? Then I go to the bookkeeper and, and then they're like, well, this was going on. It's like you have to play. Then you have to play like middle person communicating back and forth between these people. And it's just like it's a lot. So, yeah, I, I see that side of it for sure. So. In terms of the daily metrics we sort of covered, moving into a monthly PL, we've covered. And when an e-commerce entrepreneur is looking at that monthly PL, imagine you're sitting next to an e-commerce entrepreneur listening to the show and they've just booted up, you know, it's June, you know, maybe they're listening in July, so they're looking at their June uh, PL. Uh, imagine you're in the room with that person. What kinds of things do you think you'd be pointing out to them? What should they be looking for? Yeah, so we have this broken down into a couple different categories. So there's PL and there's balance sheet. So PL is very, very straightforward. The first thing you have to look at is what's driving your sales, right? So if you're advertising through paid traffic, Facebook, Google, wherever, TikTok, you name it, or even if you're using something like PPC, you want to make sure that you have a consistent return on your ad spend, right? So that's ultimately what drives sales for a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs, right? The second thing you look at is your cost of goods sold. So we we look at those three numbers, your sales, less your cost of goods, less your, as long as you have a strong return on your, on your ad spend, um, that's going to spit out a profit number, right? Now, on top of that, after that, you have to start to look at some of the other things that are included in your business. Most of it is overhead, but some of it could be variable cost as well. But little things add up. You know, you got to start looking at the softwares. Are you double subscribed to software accounts? You know, did you accidentally double pay someone on your team, a VA employee or both? You know, so you want to start to look at the rest of your business, the other costs included in your business to see if there's what we like to call junk in there. Hey, you know, always every two to three months challenge whether or not you're using that software that you signed up for six months ago. Are you getting a good return on your investment in that tool? Or do you have to go back to market, find a cheaper tool, or do you even need it in general? So typically what we do is we first focus on sales, what's driving your sales, then what's the cost of your sales, so cost of goods, and you also look at ROAS and, and that stuff. Then after that, from a PL standpoint, you start to look for junk. Software tools you don't need. Maybe you have too many VAs. Maybe you have, um, you know, whatever else is buried in those numbers. An agency that you're not getting a good return on ad spend. Whatever the case is, you got to look at that stuff on a regular basis. So once we get past the PL, right? The other thing we like to look at with entrepreneurs is your net asset position. So balance sheet is really, really straightforward. It's your assets your liabilities, and then equity is basically a plug number. Think of your equity account as like a bank account. It's it, it's increased by income, it increases by money you put in, it decreases by money you take out of the business. So I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Assets and liabilities. So it's as simple as what does your cash position look like? Let's say your cash is $200,000 and you have a credit card bill of $15,000, right? So your cash position is pretty strong. You have $200,000 in cash, $15,000 in credit cards, you know, $185,000 buffer. That's a pretty strong cash position. But sometimes what we typically see is an entrepreneur that will have like $40,000 in cash, 
$150,000 loan from like EIDL or SBA loan, something of that sort. But also they have two or three credit cards that are racked up pretty heavily. We view that as a weak cash position. And there's that never ending need to balance, you know, do I have enough inventory versus what's my cash position? So definitely understanding your cash position is extremely important because in this space, things can change. Your return on ad spend can change. That could drive a, a tight a shift in your margins, tightening them up. Um, things can go wrong and you want to make sure you're not overcapitalized in inventory or over leveraged with debt. So balance sheet, in my opinion, is probably simpler to look at, but uh, equally as important to make sure that your business is in a strong net asset position. Very well said. So Christian, we covered a bunch today. We covered daily tracking. We talked about tools to use for daily tracking. We talked about how to sort of begin to think about uh, offloading some of these tasks so that entrepreneurs can focus on being entrepreneurs and have good financial data piped into uh, their daily operating process uh, for sure. Uh, we talked about things to look at when we're looking at P&Ls and balance sheets. I want to challenge you here for one let, let's say someone's listening and their financial life for their e-commerce store is a mess. What would be the one step they should take today? Yeah, so I would go twofold. The first thing I would do is get a good bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean expensive. You can go to places like Upwork, you can Google it. Um, it's pretty easy to find a bookkeeper, but getting a handle on your financials is very, very important. Like I said, it doesn't always mean it's ex expensive. Once you get a good handle on your financials, it should be easier for you to build a system on a daily, weekly, whatever basis, interim between bookkeeping periods to get, keep a pulse on how your business is performing. I would say 99.9999% of the time, entrepreneurs typically think they're performing better than they actually are. And it's usually because they're just focused on sales and they're like, oh man, I'm my sales are increasing every month. But what winds up happening is they're not monitoring the things that are driving their sales. So they're not more profitable, you know, or maybe they're even bleeding cash or losing money as they, as they scale up. So you need to get a good understanding on, I would say, bookkeeping first. And then once you have a good understanding of what's driving your sales, what's the heartbeat of your business, then you really need to implement a system internally, ideally either you or someone who works on your business every single day to help keep a pulse on the performance daily or weekly at the, at the bare minimum. Boom. Very well said. You heard it, folks. Christian from the e-commerce accountant, accountants. Well, sorry about that. Christian from the e-commerce accountants. Uh, Multiple accountants, otherwise we'd be in big trouble. We have too many clients for uh, just one account. Yes, and also you. we were talking before the show, you're on all the socials, you're on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, you also mentioned that you have a TikTok and uh, I think people are going to be very disappointed if they go there and they do not see some kind of ac accountant uh, TikTok uh, dance video for sure. No, no account um, dancing videos yet, but we are working on some really funny TikTok content. Um, as you mentioned, we're on all social channels, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, Twitter, whatever your favorite one is. It's at, at Ecom Accountants, plural. Mm -hmm. 
e-commerce accounts, so it's really easy to follow. But on the TikTok front, we're uh, very particularly excited about that because the traffic there is insane. We see all kinds of entrepreneurs putting content yeah. out there, um, and uh, and and we have some funny stuff that's coming up. So be on the lookout for that. For sure, I always laugh at uh, marketers who are like turn their nose up at TikTok. It's like it was the number one website in the world last year. Let me tell you something. In terms of a trend, we notice a lot. We work with all types of sellers. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a trend, one of the hottest trends that we've seen lately is called organic TikTok. It sounds absolutely crazy, but it's something that's happening where sellers are getting traffic organically through TikTok. They just post yep. many videos of their products. And let's just say they're D2C directly through Shopify. We see some clients getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales per month just through organic For uh, sure. TikTok traffic. With zero ad spend, you can't even calculate row ads. For sure, it's like check out this latest Amazon find, and it's like somebody's like thing, you know, random thing, and just crushes it. People love that, love it. Um, Well, Christian from theecommerceaccountants.com. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Uh, We'll have you back uh, around quarter four, where we can start deducting some things, uh, start saving some taxes too. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for being here. Have a good one. And everyone else, I'll see you next time here on the PPC Den Podcast.